0: to another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters go head-to-head, armed with only their advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is disputed. Hey, nerds, I'm Damon, father of two, husband one, aka Peter Pimpin, the amazing hyperman. You may know me from such podcasts as Damon Does, A Different World Pod, 10 Phony Punches, and The Stack. And now, my partner, my comrade, my ace, my guy, <laughs> tell him what your name is. Uh
1: good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and those beyond the binary. Uh, I am Dean, podcasting ninja, Litter, Kenny resident, jester to the queens of Woodcrest, and one hell of a model American. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. So, how you doing? Uh, we 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 looking
0: we looking good here. You, you, you excited? Looking as good as we can look, and as bit be- I. I don't think I've been this excited in since last episode.
1: <laughs> you know, every every episode gets more and more exciting. I mean, it does for me. Um, if it does for you, I it, which I think it should. Uh, yeah, that's it's yeah, it's a great. This is a great thing. Um, so, I'm very excited to do this. And you know what? I forgot to hit record on a couple of things, so we're just gonna be using the uh, the audio from this. So Easy enough. <laughs> Sometimes, technology. sometimes when you got three buttons to hit, sometimes you forget to hit a couple of them, but we've got one. So that's that's pretty much all we need. Um, so, uh, let's see. Are we are we are we ready to, uh, to do our little, uh, our, our thing here? So, um, I see. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so real quick, uh, results from the last episode. So, with we had Tim and John from Armbar Audio podcast. Um, debating Sting versus The Undertaker. Um, Sting, 25%, The Undertaker, 75%. So congrats to Tim for winning the dispute. John, you put forth a great effort uh, against your partner, but uh, lo, it was not meant to be. We definitely want to have you both back uh, to maybe dispute something other than wrestling, of course, uh, <laughs> but uh, everybody else, please check out uh, Tim and John uh, on Armbar Audio. So, and if you just look up Armbar Armbar Audio podcast, you'll find them.
0: So that was yeah, that was a good that was that was a lot of fun that episode. That, that was that was a blast. It, and it was yeah. good and yeah, I got to meet the guys and uh, get to watch a little bit of uh, a, a small part of their obviously loving relationship. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Those guys love each other
1: a lot. They are, they're, they're like siblings, uh, <laughs> but they love each other. So,
2: <laughs>
0: right.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but today are we, uh, are we ready to, to do today? Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring, and bring our guests in and we'll, and we will introduce them. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. All right. So, all right. And I will go first uh, since I will be introducing Riley. First advocate today hails from Seattle, Washington, where she is not only an avid Twitch streamer, but also the creator and showrunner of the Pactless Patrons web series. She has performed at Carnegie Hall not once, but twice. Has once cracked a rib, eating pizza, and has never eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Perhaps that's because she knows what will happen, and who knows what will break then. Ah, uh, but we would like to welcome to the show, Riley Grinch. Ah, <laughs> oh, Riley. I, uh, we're excited to have you here. So, Riley, today, who are you advocating for and why? And what do you bring to the table?
2: I am advocating for one Dr. Indiana Jones some may call him junior is this my opening statement i've actually no 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 this is this is, this oh, this is, is just yourself.
1: you introducing yourself and telling you what why 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 have you why have you chosen dr jones what do you bring to the table to argue for dr jones listen
2: i think when you're an advocate you need to know the bad and the good you need to know your weaknesses and your strengths and I have a love-hate relationship with Indiana Jones, like nobody's fricking business. How many swear words can I say? Because I need to ask that at the top of the show before my mouth runs away. With
1: hey, that's that's completely fine. Yeah, I, I mean swear words. Yeah. You swear all, Wait, the, damn swear all <laughs> the damn time.
3: All the damn time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we love having you here. Thanks for showing up. We uh, we we're, we're happy to have you. So. It's uh, nice to be here. Yeah um, And we'll get all your plugs and stuff uh, once, we're, once we're at the end of the show uh, But uh, for now DeMond, are you ready? <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs> Our next advocate for the evening Also occupied Seattle For the moment Former roller derby maven Educator and without a shadow of a doubt the better half of my co-host, to my co-host, of my co-host, to my co-host, I'm not sure what the purpose of She once shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Known to many as Miss Red, Miss Walker if you're nasty, and to Dean, baby girl, give it up for Tiara Walker
3: incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how red is my face?
2: <laughs> it's almost blending into the, you know, the background, right? but it's
0: good. It's good. <laughs> oh. So, Tiara, who are you advocating for this evening and why?
3: I am advocating for Richard Rick O'Connell, uh, who is the uh, mummy slayer, and um, I'm advocating for him for a lot of reasons, but mostly because he was kind of my childhood ideal of what, like, first of all, of what I thought masculinity was, because he wasn't fragile or he wasn't fragile about it at all. He was completely secure in the fact that his woman was way smarter, smarter than him. And like, as a neurodivergent person with a very high IQ, I've had lots of people who have been who have felt less than or less than by me. Which is never the intention, and I love seeing that relationship where he's just like, "God, that's hot. You're so fucking smart," <laughs> and also he reminds me quite a lot of uh, my my dear husband. Aww. in Some some interesting ways that might come up in this conversation.
1: <laughs> probably has to do with the uh, the number of uh, mummies that I've killed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Mm. Oh man. So. Uh, I, I you you read last you you read last time for the uh, for this what whats
3: I did have one thing because the you mentioned earlier about what do you bring to the table and and I really had a thing that I wanted to say I bring a whole lot of awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is very true very, very true. all right, so um this episode brings disputes between, between two well-known adventurers who are going head-to-head to determine who is the best swashbuckler. Who are these two treasure hunters, you ask? The only, the two most legendary action seekers ever to grace the screen, Indiana Jones versus Rick O'Connell. Uh, so our debate timing, uh, everybody gets a five-minute of opening statement. Uh, then with that, uh, everybody gets a two-minute rebuttal. After that, uh, Demond and I will ask questions for which there will be responses from either of you for two minutes with a two-minute rebuttal. Uh, we may, if we do, have uh, questions that come in from public that we'll, we will show on the screen for which you will both get to respond, uh, and then two-minute closing arguments. For, uh, Demond and I can choose to or not uh, <laughs> extend the time. Um beyond uh the five or two minutes um and from there uh if you don't use all of your time uh you can bank it so uh and i just noticed something that i uh, must have not saved uh but that's the uh it's my my time <laughs> my, my my things that uh, do the time but uh but that's okay i can get them out there pretty quickly um have i missed anything
0: I don't believe you have, sir. I think you got it all. Uh, I think you got it all tied up in a nice little uh,
1: bow. Yeah. Any uh, any questions from y'all, Riley TR.
3: No, I I have the pleasure of this being my very first debate ever. <laughs> I, I was never a debater. <laughs> so. I'm a,
1: that's okay. I'm a master debater. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, and I married yeah, him. What's funny, is that, <laughs> what's funny is that's the first time
0: that that's actually popped up in, in this. So <laughs> that is actually uh, so. knowing you. Yes, that's <laughs> impressive considering it. how many shows we've had, and I have the mind yeah, right well exactly. Oh. So yeah, uh, yeah, yep. That's uh, that's
1: wrote. me, the old master debater. So. Um, and for some reason, it's taking forever to load these uh, these timers in. But uh, anyway, um, while we're at it, so let's uh, just trying to think if there's anything else that I need to bring up. Oh, you know, let me bring this up while we're here. So um, if anybody is interested um, in our links, you can find our links down here at the bottom Disputed disputedpod.com slash links. I'm also wearing one of our shirts, uh, if you can see here. Yeah You can get those at <laughs> disputedpod dot com slash merch and uh and, and we would love for you to wear our, our our gear because uh you would be very dashing.
3: You know you want the big D. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Every, everybody's won the big D. it's right. <laughs> going to be one of those.
3: Podcasts. Oh. oh, it's one of all of the podcasts. <laughs> Anything,
1: if 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 there's not some uh, some uh, what was it that uh, that James used to say all the time was uh, uh, in your endos.
3: Yes, so. <laughs> not innuendo. In your endo. In,
1: in your endos. So, I still
3: say that to this day. Yep. Actually, That's so like if in I'm one involved, there's another.
1: the other. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's uh, it's all in your endo for me. So <laughs> so uh so Riley, uh you will be going first. You are since as you are our first advocate. Um and uh if you are ready, are are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go ahead and bring you forward and then I will hit the 5-minute timer button uh, and uh, you will be able to go then. Ready? Go.
2: Okay, we need to be upfront about a couple things,
1: starting right off.
2: There has been a shift in the perception of Monsieur Jones and Rick O'Connell in the recent internet discourse. Indy hasn't done some good things, and I'm sure we're going to get into them, but he's not exactly, um, what's the turn of phrase? He's a bit of a product of his time, I guess is how the youths might sling it. Uh, I'm not going to defend that shit, okay? We're going to be upfront about that. Uh, Second of all, Mr. Brendan Fraser has launched himself once more into the internet's heart and internet stardom. So I readily acknowledge I'm on the back heel. We we haven't even started the debate yet. I was going into this and I was like, I'm the underdog. (laughs) this, This is bad news. So here's what I did. Here's what I did. I watched all the internet Jones. Mm-hmm. I watched all the mummies. Uh-huh. And there it occurs. <laughs> I have the edge, I think. You see, Mr. Jones is a problem preventer. He goes around. What does he do? He hears that Nazis are digging up the Ark of the Covenant. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to take the Ark, put it in a museum. Spoilers, the U.S. government kind of dits around that. But, you know, we'll give it to him. However, he hears about a cult brainwashing people in India. He goes, he solves that problem. My man hears that the communists are back and in the Amazon jungle trying to get some weird alien skull. He goes and solves that. Do you know what Rick McConnell is? Problem creator. Goes to Egypt. Opens a sarcophagus. Resurrects a mummy. Does it again in the second film. His wife is involved with both times And then, as if a literal biblical plague being called down upon Egypt wasn't enough of an issue, he goes to China, resurrects a goddamn warlord. My guy Indy's out here. He's punching Nazis into plane turbines. My guy Rick, he's resurrecting literal necromancers with slave armies threatening to take on the goddamn world. Indiana Jones solves problems. Rick o'connell creates them boom i bank my time
1: all right so yeah you've got you've got yeah you've got two and a half minutes to bank there good stuff all right let me write that down so i don't forget all right so tiara if you are ready
3: maybe <laughs> so this is the rebuttal of this what is they your said, rebuttal
1: right? so ready uh, if you're ready go
3: All right. So the first thing I would say is that uh, Indiana Jones has a colonizer mentality, thinking that he, the white man, can walk into any situation and fix it, no matter who the problem uh, involves, whether it's Nazis or entire cultures that he maybe doesn't fully understand. uh, And he doesn't necessarily try to stop the other people that are doing the things that cause all these like the Nazis. He just wants to get the arc for himself before the Nazis. He doesn't try to stop them from getting it. Uh, as for all of the stuff that happens around him, I will give you that he finds himself in a lot of issues that have to do with raising the dead. Most of those problems are because his lovely, beautiful, very smart wife doesn't have as much street sense as he does. I would say that he might not be a problem solver, but I don't think he's a problem creator. I would say that he's more of a problem cleaner upper. And i bank that time, I all guess. Right. <laughs>
1: So you get, you get a minute back. I don't
3: think I'm going to need it because I so talk so that's, fast. That's
1: right. but that's I'm right, very so. fast. I'm impressed.
3: As long as so, I stay on my, you know, on right. my actual topic. All right. So
1: you get, you get five minutes for your opening statement. Hey, and which, Give me one
3: second for that. So I
1: mean, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Just put stuff down. All right. If oh, you're I'm ready, go ahead.
3: Richard Rick O'Connell was born in 1902 in Chicago, Illinois. His father ran off when he was a baby, leaving him with his mother, who died shortly after. Rick was raised in an orphanage, and while there, the Magi found him and branded him with a tattoo to show he was a descendant. Rick was incredibly embarrassed by this because he believed the Magi were the reason his father left him. He hid the tattoo from sight and never tried to find out what it was or what it meant. He grew up running the streets with his friend Izzy. They were in and out of trouble, leading to a bank heist that went wrong, leaving Izzy in the hands of the authorities while Rick escaped. Rick decided to better his life and join the French Foreign Legion. He believed that the world that this would give him a purpose in the life that, in his life that he felt he needed. He served in Libya for several years. While in Libya, the garrison learned of the mythical city of the dead and how there was untold fortune to be found. As one, the entire garrison decided to, to desert together, and they walked from Libya to Egypt in search of the fabled city of gold. They eventually found it, but after getting trapped within the ruined walls, they faced an attacking army of the Magi. The legionnaire superiors deserted as they were being attacked, leaving Rick to lead the garrison as captain. They killed almost all of them, leaving Rick and one other survivor who had hidden during the fight. The Magi believed the desert would kill Rick, so they let him go. Somehow, he was able to make it to civilization. Three years later, he met a man in a bar who, would st- who stole from him. A bar fight ensued, and leading to Rick being arrested for desertion. This carried a sentence of death, and he resigned himself to his fate in a Cairo prison. Rick was saved from execution at the literal last minute by the very man who stole from him once. That man and his sister figured out that what had been stolen from him came from Hamanoptra. They convinced Rick to take them to the fabled city where Rick believes this is, while Rick believes this is a bad idea, he feels he owes Evie for saving his life. While traveling, the group met another team of adventurers led by the other member of the French Foreign Legion who had survived. Together, the two groups discovered what was actually in the City of Dead and after teaming up with the Magi, they fought mummies insects, and the forces of evil to save the world. Later, Rick married the woman who'd saved his life, and they, be- and they became adventurers together using her vast knowledge and his ability to escape tricky situations. They had one child, a son, who joined them on their adventures at a very young age. They found themselves having to fight mummies over and over again, but they also encountered and fought the Scorpion King, Nazis, and even the Dragon Emperor. Rick earned his reputation as the greatest adventurer alive at a time when Indiana Jones was locked in petty battles with archaeological rivals. Some of, the, <clears throat> sorry, some of the amazing facts you may not know about this hero include the fact that he was a Magi descendant despite growing up in, the, in an orphanage. He reluctantly embraced the role, though he did not live as a Magi, he swore to fight the same enemies when they arose. Family and adventure in that order are what is important to Rick. He doesn't take himself too seriously and was more or less nihilistic before meeting Evie. He realized that there were more important things than adventures. He had met the love of his life and the rest didn't matter. The the first time he met met the mummy Imhotep in real life, he shot him with a shotgun after yelling at him in the face. His only instinct was saving Evie. His worst quality is maybe his choice in friends, with his his buddy Benny being the worst of them all, not only betraying his fellow legionnaires by running away before the fight even began, but all of humanity by helping Imhotep kill the Americans who had opened the tomb. For all of these reasons, I give you... uh, I believe that Rick O'Connell is the greatest adventure of all time. And I think if I have any left. You have a, uh, a minute and a half left. I'm going to bank so much time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So, so, Riley, your rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> and two minutes starts now.
2: You know, you, you, you kind of came at my guy, Dr. Jones, there saying how he comes in with colonized mindset. Touche. I would argue that Rick O'Connell kind of does the same a little bit though. Like he's not exactly out there doing this. He's they're both tomb robbers. Like, let's let's be real about this. They're both grave robbers. They're both out there for the treasure and the and the glory and the adventure. And uh yeah, and you know what? I will invoke. I will invoke the crystal skull again, yeah, Indy, <laughs> which is a weird thing to do, but yeah, he's had some family problems, very problematic. Uh, but when it comes around to it, he does eventually come around to marry Marion. I mean, look, we'll get into the problems there okay, <laughs> Advocate against all of that, but there is ability for him to heal past grievances and for him to be a father as well. So Rick's not the only one with family. Eventually, in the prioritization.
1: All right. Is that it? <laughs> All right. You got you, you got about uh, forty five seconds banked if you if you want to keep that.
3: Yeah, uh, I would say that um, when it came to family, Rick figured it out pretty damn fast, while Indiana took his entire lifetime, starting with dating what may or may not have been an underage girl getting her pregnant eventually after lots of time had passed and then deserting her again only to find her when he was essentially in his 70s and really couldn't do the job anymore so he could finally give it up to be with her. Whereas Rick fell in love and spent the, the rest of his life with the woman he loved. And they did adventures together. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> d- Demo-
2: no, this, Demo- this thing Demo- is going to make me advocate the it, for the Crystal yeah. Skull. Gosh dang
0: it! <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in trouble. right, right?
3: You I, I will give trouble. you. I will give you that. Um, before all of this, I per, I considered proposing that we ignore each other's last movie because Crystal Skull versus I can't even <laughs> remember what the third one was called for the Mummy, but <laughs> oh, I just watched it and I can't even.
1: <laughs> Does that not Scorpion King?
3: No, no, it, it was okay. the one
2: in China. Um,
1: yeah, wow. Last emperor. I, can, I think it's the. It's one, something like. That's, they, that's the, one, the I ha- one I have not seen that
3: one. That's the one where they where, the, where they replaced Rachel Weiss, and I said I didn't want to see uh, it again okay. because yeah. their chemistry was all the right. biggest reason all I loved. Right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. It Demond, was ruined.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you do you have a question uh for Riley?
0: I do. Um, that how okay so. How do you think Indiana Jones um would have uh, interacted with I want to say Evie? Is, uh, is that uh Rick mm-hmm. uh Evie O'Connell? How do you think he how do you think he would react he would uh work with her? Because both of no. them they're both archaeologists and they're both very uh, both hyper intelligent. They're the they're the uh, you know, as far as the intelligence of their respective franchises, they you know she carries oh, for sure. Clearly she carries the, t- uh, carries the uh, crown. So like, how do you think they would work together if they were in, if they were in a situation where they had to work together?
2: Honestly, I see it going a lot the way it did with Marion in a uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark sans backstory and baggage. I'm talking like fresh slate. If Evie had like the clue to some major mummy related conspiracy that Dr. Jones needed to get involved in, uh, Indy would probably, you know, be his initial brusque self in a lot of ways. But you go back and you rewatch Raiders. He actually has a lot of great respect for Marion. Like once they're once they've gotten, you know, out of Nepal, and she's like, "I'm working with you, Jones." Like, enforced herself <laughs> into the equation. Like he has a pretty good track record of that. And he kind of has a poor track record in general of like overly trusting women. Shout out for the Nazi he sleeps with and the last crusade like so i actually think he would get along pretty well with eb like all things considered yeah there'd be a little spark but you know rick had a little bit of a butting head situation initially with eb too. i oh, think sure. i think honestly uh indie would be pretty much the same way as uh rick did honestly
3: fair enough all right all right tr rebuttal I would say that, or you say brusque, I say casual misogyny. I don't believe that Indiana Jones has any respect for any woman until she can prove herself to him, which you kind of said yourself with the way that at first he was an asshole, but then he begrudgingly like teamed up with Marion and worked very well with her. He would be like that with Evie and she would like, she would just think he was rude and kind of gross. And yes, there probably would be a spark, but she also would be like, yeah, but. You don't get to talk to me like that or treat me that way just because I'm a woman. So Evie was a little ahead of her time in that way. She definitely would have stood up for herself, which she did with Rick when he kissed her. And she got angry about it. Of course, Rick was only doing it because he thought he was about to die. But that's the only time that he really displayed anything close to misogyny in my eyes.
1: All right. You get to <laughs> you you get to bank a minute off of that. Oh, cool. Right. There's so much time, so
3: I don't even know what to do with it. Uh,
1: so, so, my question is going to be for you. Okay. So, had Rick O'Connell been taking the place of of Indy in Raiders, okay. that scene in Peru where they're going into the with Zapito and and the other guy, uh, <laughs> how 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 exactly would Rick have handled that? as opposed to, because jo- Jones came through, he was very meticulous about every little step of the way. I mean, and uh, whether it, you know, don't go into the light, um, you know, and all that, uh, everything, you know, with the pressure, all that stuff. Do you see Rick performing in the same way? Or, and if not, how do you see him performing in it?
3: I think it depends on if he's with Evie or not, I think if it was with Evie, it'll it would be pretty similar to the way it turned out with with uh, Indiana because she would be there to say no, 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 da 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 da. But I think because of all of the experience he has, uh, he pro- if he was by himself, he probably would just try to run it. But he also would be aware there was probably something. So I would think that he would find something to try and shield himself from whatever might hit him, and he would be watching for that and. Uh, as someone on the internet so lovely said, he's like Captain America. He's not technically a superhero, but he has magical things that he can somehow magically do. And I think that it would be that kind of thing in this situation. He would just be able to outrun it.
1: All right. All right. Riley, you have a rebuttal for that?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I do.
2: Um, (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Rick's a himbo. Like, kind
3: of, (laughs) kind of like
2: the prototypical himbo. Like, and uh, (laughs) you very carefully stated that if Evie was there, you know, you do pretty well. If Evie wasn't, I think when Doctor Jones and it inevitably came through and tried to run that that spike trap that pops out with a guy on it, I think there'd be Rick there. (laughs) (laughs) I think there'd be Rick there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Indy's popping (laughs) in and says. (laughs) he sees forestall and then he sees o'connell <laughs> i
2: like to think that unlike belloc and indy i i genuinely like to think that i think indy and uh rick would probably get along better and might have a rivalry but it would be one of respect probably because you know they were they were operating roughly at the same time just in different areas
1: true
3: Can I respond to that part? You may. I think that's actually a really good point. I think they would have been fast friends as long as they weren't trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact that for the most part, uh, Rick is going to go probably wherever Evie is interested in exploring or or learning about. And unless there was something like usually something happens once they get there and not like Jones who goes searching for it. So I feel like because they wouldn't be in competition, they wouldn't be enemies. They would be like um, like Izzy and Rick, how they're like best friends. Sometimes they kind of hate each other, but they also like help each other out of jams that they get in maybe or, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, look, we're
2: in agreement. I thought was
3: a debate. Uh, <laughs> well, we were in agreement well. about the the Rick surviving um, thing too. I, you yeah. know, I'm I'm absolutely realistic. If he <laughs> wasn't there, he would not have gone gotten through it. That's why I was like, he would just make yeah. a run for it and hope that he actually had magical powers. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That when I because because I, I you know we're we're in the same house, so I,
3: I, I, I got to I got
1: to watch all of these a few times, as well as make the videos that we made. Um, and uh, yeah and I stayed <laughs> away
3: I was I was good and I did not you know look at anything and but we-
1: <laughs> when yeah when when I when I saw that part when I when I saw knowing what I know of Rick and what I know of Indy cuz Indy is very menti- meticulous mm-hmm. when it comes to you know seeing those things and I, I don't even know if Evie is quite that meticulous about you know going and finding you know because you know the, the thing with the light and uh, and
3: I feel like she would already know like she would be like we'll oh the, this is we'll blah see. blah 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 blah. I read this in a book we'll see, and she would remember instead of like having to search for yeah. all the little clues
1: yeah but the thing is is that <laughs> there, no one has made it out of that temple alive to be able to say true <laughs> so even Forrestal who is who is very very respected by Indy, didn't make it out. So more he was. So, yeah. So, he, so Indy was even more, you know, meticulous, I think, because of that. Um, and, and, and maybe had Indy died and then it had been Rick and Evie, you know, then they're probably, then maybe, you know, you know, if Indiana Jones has, you know, made it here and, and didn't get out, then yeah, we have to, we have
0: to, we that, might that be in pro- trouble. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, uh devon do you have any other questions that you'd like to ask i do not at this time all right um just a little side quest <laughs> if indy ha- uh, if if rick had had to work with marion how oh. would that have turned out because, 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 because I, because I I, I, I compare. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marion and Rick are very similar. They're, I was going to say fighters, that. Yeah.
3: So. I I feel like they would have met in her bar, and like yeah. he tried to drink her under the table, and maybe like they earned each other's mutual respect by like just being assholes with each other. <laughs> like. And then they run into each other again, and he realizes that his, his uh, you know, friend Indy is, like, infatuated for, with her from afar, and he and, sets up a double date. There's gotta be slash fiction out there. There's gotta be. Fan fiction, yeah. <laughs> and they,
1: they have a polycule.
3: <laughs> a 1930s polycule with some of the most beautiful people in the world. Indiana
0: Jones. Yeah, I mean,
3: Indiana Jones was was attractive when he was younger.
1: Um,
3: Definitely, yeah. I definitely look at it from the um, that's it's a little too Lolita, and which is a recurring theme because he constantly has the college girls in love with him, and it's obvious that (sighs) that was what happened with Marion, and so hopefully he's like learned his lesson, and they don't really go into that, but. Every yeah. class that he teaches always has girls who are just mooning over yeah. him. And well, you do see
1: that he's... He's, he's uncomfortable he's by He's off-put when, yeah. he, when he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, she
2: flashes <laughs> the love you, and he's like, right? I'm, I'm trying to do... I, I'm talking about Chris. <laughs> right? I'm
3: talking about
2: Chris. So,
3: yeah, he, he's he's conventionally attractive for that time period. He, he was the perfect person for that role because he had kind of the everyman good looks plus, like, the dashing adventurer looks. And, yeah. like... Whereas uh, with Brendan Fraser as Virgo O'Connell, he had kind of unconventional looks in a totally different way. Like mm-hmm. not in like the rugged way, more of like the, you are too pretty to get in this situation kind of way. But yeah. somehow, like they hired the George of the Jungle guy because they thought that he had a great idea of making it a little more, like making him not, you know, take himself seriously. And I just think that was, it was a brilliant role for that, or move for that role so like whereas indiana jones definitely takes himself seriously
2: (laughs) he takes himself so So, seriously
1: i mean i because i I figure if you if your whole thing is getting antiquities for your museum that belongs in a museum (laughs) Mm -hmm. the proto
2: christian bale batman
1: yeah (laughs) and and his higher education you know so Mm -hmm. you know he does you know he's known for doubling down on on all of that. Uh so he's I mean when he's got his passion I mean uh, uh, same with Rick but r- they're they're just different well, di- they're they're in different directions.
3: Yeah. And Indy Indiana's knowledge is kind of broad whereas um Evie's knowledge is very Egypt centered and like basically the entire history of Egypt is in her brain um including a past life. Uh <laughs> <laughs> casually. <laughs> like you do like you do <laughs> what,
1: what was that with consent
3: <laughs> she was nefertiti <laughs> apparently uh, but anyway <laughs> yeah they both both um, series definitely took a little stretch of the imagination in some uh, certain places I
2: think a I think lead-lined <laughs> uh refrigerator is very realistic, actually.
3: Right. Oh yeah, you can totally survive a nuclear blast in a refrigerator and get out of it. Well they were one lo- from that era which was which had a locking mechanism on it in real life.
1: Well, it's probably lead
0: lined, so
3: totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I am uh, doing research, <laughs> uh, research for uh, this uh, episode because I've seen, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't know how many times, but I had never seen the movie from beginning to end. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so good. And, well, I did. I was like Brendan Freight. This movie hit in uh, in real life in a time where I was absolutely sick to death of Brendan Freight. He was just not. <sighs> He's just not my <sighs> dude. He's just not my dude. He's overexposed. It was just <sighs> it was where I was at in life. And I'm just I mean out. the, the I ubiquitous I Brendan understand. Fraser movie. So I will
3: be honest with you, I didn't like a lot of the movies around that time because he did stuff like Dudley Do Right and Georgia the Jungle and that sort of Ancino stuff. Encino Man. No, Encino Man was great. That was one of his earliest ones. Like, <laughs> but I also was in love with him since School Ties. So
1: School Ties was really good. Yeah. <sighs> there is
3: that. Jesus, there's so. Oh my God, he. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the young Matt Damon.
0: <laughs> See, Matt Damon. <laughs> But um, it felt like the mummy was uh, if they, they took Indiana Jones and updated it for a closer to a modern audience because you know Indiana Jones yeah. is a, um, was a was uh, a like a throwback to um, or an homage to uh, Doc Savage where he could do everything. <laughs> and- That's what I was saying because Tiara had never heard of Doc Savage. so what ah. what's your old
1: like us? <laughs> but, the, uh, but yeah, the 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 man of bronze. And I, I think they're actually making they're they're gonna be doing Doc Savage with The Rock.
3: Sorry, well, I like times. him. I <laughs> well, and, he was well, my sister's favorite. Bless her soul. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, because yeah, because Doc Savage was yeah, he was the, the man of bronze because he was okay. he was always, he would all he's always outside, so he's tan and he's got. And I remember the boot. I don't know. You, did you just read the comic books or did you also see the movie?
0: Um, I've read some of the. I've read some of the books.
1: Okay, because the thing that I always loved about the trailers for the movie is he would smile and the t- the his tooth would go ding. Like he had
0: just the bright teeth. Yeah, he was the, he was the perfect man. But, like, but yeah, I,
1: I, I come. I, but I would say that Doc Savage is a good combination of Indy and Rick O'Connell.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And um, it just uh, i sorry—I think it. Just, <laughs> Sorry. I think it um,
3: okay.
0: It, it took it took kind of Indy, and then like, okay, let's make him a team player, uh, hmm. and uh, so Rick had to Rick Moore
3: <laughs> and let to, him fall in love. That too. <laughs>
0: And Rick is, a positive a, way. is more of a team player. He has a better, uh, like, he uses his resources better. It seems he's a soldier. He, yeah.
3: yeah, soldier he, versus academic. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So he's
1: a, he's a soldier. So he's he's learned to rely on mm-hmm. his on his 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 mates. So yeah, that's that that can com- make that makes a lot of sense. Is yeah that that, that Rick.
3: But also the bruiser versus meticulous mentality, because he didn't he didn't grow up educated. He grew up in an orphanage and was kicked out at 18 and did robberies with his buddies because they needed money to survive. (laughs) And then he joined the French Foreign Fucking Legion. And like literally like he had he never he hadn't experienced life. He hadn't done anything really other than. Be a little dumbass. (laughs) Whereas Indy, by the time tattoo as a child, well, get tattooed as a minor, exactly without consent. Um, But yeah, Indy was an academic, and his father was an academic, so he grew up in that. Like he had access to vast knowledge of you know universities and you know his father's own libraries and the things that his father would would find whereas rick didn't grow up with a father and didn't like he learned everything he learned on his own um but also when he met evie and fell in love with her and saw just how brilliant she was with what she with what her (coughs) special interest was Well, her special interest got interrupted by him, but I fully, I fully say that Evie was absolutely an an autistic woman because all of that. But anyway, <laughs> I digress.
0: You can me watch this again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I
3: uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I, I, you know, and I think that whoever whoever wins this should have to go against Doc Savage, so. <laughs> That I mean, so I'll watch a
3: movie that came out before I was born.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ooh,
3: yeah. Yep.
2: I regularly do. I, I
0: do too, but, you know. Yeah. What if I can find it? That's, I, I, that's I the know, question. Many, I don't know
1: how many they made. Was it? I think they made a couple of Doc Savage movies. I could be wrong about that.
3: Oh, man. Ooh. I mean, I just looked it up, but I didn't, like, but, yeah. look.
1: But, yeah, he, yeah, that, 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 the, 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 <laughs> And, yeah, there was a discussion, apparently. I mean, I, I know that discussion happened between uh, Kazdan and uh, and Spielberg about, you know, how old Marion was supposed to be. Uh, and so that right. was their decision uh, that, that they made they made, her, they and made her 10 years younger.
3: Not she, only that. Now, I mean, so so they, they at least hired an actress that was 30. She was so 10 yes. years younger than so, Harrison you know, Ford. Then, then, at twenty, that's reasonable. But like all of the conversations about it were like when she was eleven, when she was twelve, when she was fifteen, and I'm like, how many men days. in that room discussed this this person having a relationship with a very underage child and thought that that was okay, even at that stage? Like, well, you like know, Lolita well, was out by the time this movie was made. Yeah, they knew that story.
1: <laughs> but. I will say that you know, because uh, one thing I did look up it was at that time the average age for a girl to marry was twenty years old. So it wasn't drastically different of her from her. I mean, it's not different now, where it's almost thirty. So
3: true, and which would make sense if, Mar- if why Marion thought, oh, I'm going to marry this man. This is going to be the love of my life because I am the age that you meet the love of your life if you marry at twenty. And then when he yeah. meets her again, all those years later, she's like, I gave my heart to you and thought that we were going to be together and you broke it and you stomped on me and you left. And then he proceeded to do it. How many more times <laughs> yeah. before they ended up together?
1: Well, yeah, I, 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 it's, uh, it's like you said, a pro- like Riley said, a product of his time, uh, <laughs> which is, <sighs> I mean, is, is it's, it's not ridiculous I mean, because when I look at, yeah. when I look at, you know, my, my mom and dad. My mom met my dad when she was seventeen, uh, and that's kind of where they where they started. So that's it's not completely surprising. Um, yes, it. I mean, for it ended in divorce. True, yeah, but but today, that's true, yeah. But and today, but today's t- today's uh, today's lens. Yeah, it's it's very very creepy, creepy. Uh, back then, I don't think it probably it probably wasn't so creepy. Looking back at that time.
3: Well, that's also the time period where people were excusing and kind of promoting the fact that 12 to 15 year old women were following around rock stars around the country and sleeping with them so that they could, yeah. you know, be famous by proxy and it was okay. Oh, yeah, totally. So, that, I mean,
1: Bowie. Uh, but, yeah.
3: There's so, there's, the, can't even, that's not even because yeah. it would be an inexhaustible <laughs> yeah. list. True. Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> let's true. go back even farther. Oh, yeah. Jerry, Jerry Lee. With his, With his cousin. That's, that's different. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sale. Oh,
0: like <laughs> uh, uh, do
1: you have any more questions, Demond?
0: I don't. I don't. This is
1: All right. Family. So, uh,
0: Tiara,
1: two-minute closing statement.
3: All right. Instead of a closing statement, I just wanted to make a few statements. Uh, please remember that Indiana Jones smacks. Short round. <laughs> please remember that Indiana Jones did work with the government to hide and cover up the Ark of the Covenant, along with how many other artifacts we don't even know. Uh, keep in mind that at one point, Indiana Jones takes a woman named Willie hostage. Uh, <laughs> to, for Indiana Jones, other people are collateral damage. For Rick, they are the reason to keep fighting. Again, Rick O'Connell is the GOAT.
1: All right then. Riley, your closing statement, please. Okay.
3: All right.
2: Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen. (laughs) Throughout this debate, there has been an argument made that Rick O'Connell is the superior adventurer because of Evie's presence. That's great. I I love that. But as we sort of like went over with the whole rolling rock bag of sand situation at the beginning of Raiders, you take Evie away from Rick O'Connell. Does he go toe to toe exactly with Indiana Jones? And yeah, you're right. He treats people like collateral. It is a huge learning curve through four films that he only discovers himself again in the Crystal Skull, which I'm going to bat for, which feels bad and wrong, <laughs> but is my only truth and solace in this instance. Um, whereas Rick is fast to embrace, Indy is independent, is does things on his own. His big learning thing is to allow people in. Insulated in a world of academia, insulated in a time with a ne- negligent father who he somehow was able to come up and be his own man. He has his own problems. I will not dispute that fact. But is he the single better adventurer of Rick O'Connell and those two? I gotta go with my boy Indy on that one.
1: Alright then. Well, I guess that settles that. he <laughs> told you.
0: Good, I'm All glad right. I won. Who
1: Thank you wins? Very much. You decide <laughs> do who's do so? next. It's the been battles of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> you do get to decide right now. <laughs> Voting is open. You can go to disputedpod.com slash V-R-I-C-K, I-N-D-Y-V-R-I-C-K, and you will be able to vote. Who, who won this debate? Was it Indy? Was it Rick O'Connell? This is up to you to decide. Uh this so Damon yeah you what
0: do, what do you think about all this? Uh this was another great episode we had Indiana Jones problem solver versus Rick O O'Con- Rick O'Connell problem cleaner upper. We had family man versus single man <laughs> And Frank and we we have adventure, we had treasure, we had insanity, and we talked bad about and we talked about how Indiana Jones is a product of his time. And I had a blast doing it. If you and anybody else who uh sees this or hears this who doesn't, I you gotta check your pulse. I don't know what to tell
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> so very true. Yeah. Uh so yeah, yeah, I had a blast. And so Riley Tiara, thank you for showing up today and hanging out with us and, and doing all this fun stuff. Um, so, uh, Riley, uh, since you're our remote guest, if you have anything you'd like to plug? Anything that we can... Uh, well, and all this will be in our show notes, so uh, I don't have to write it down immediately. But yeah, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
2: Yeah, um, I'd really like to plug uh, uh, original grilled cheese sandwiches. I'm talking <laughs> white bread, sharp cheddar, and butter. Just the way mom did it. You know, you put that little thing on a skillet, top it with like a pop pan. <laughs> that's, that's the real stuff. So I'd, I'd really love to plug original family style grilled <laughs>
1: cheese. I, I'm all for that. That sounds good. You want, you want one of the, you're, you're looking, what are you thinking about that, demand?
0: This from this from this from the person who mentioned Indiana Jones, who referenced Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull three times. (laughs) So (laughs) so
3: many times!
0: Uh, uh,
3: Oh, uh, the fact that it was relevant just amazes me. (laughs) What is what
2: is so wild is like, yeah. Once you take it into account, like the Crystal Skull is kind of a good film for indie. Like in a if you take ways. out some of the yeah.
3: bullshit, definitely. Yeah, but like, it wrapped, wrapped up a lot of stuff. It wrapped up a lot of stuff. Oh, And, and theoretically passed it on to Shia LeBeau. Oh my God, Le- <laughs> I don't even, I would never advocate for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> her mouth. your her uh, mouth. Uh, <laughs> and about grilled cheese sandwiches real quick. Um, and I will quote D.L. Hewley on this one. Government no, cheese no. bakes the best my mm. grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All Which right. cheese? Government
3: cheese. Government cheese. Hell, yes. Government. Go-
0: government. government.
3: government. And, and for dessert, can I advocate for cinnamon sugar toast? Because that was literally, when yeah. I was a kid, that was the only dessert you would get. You'd get that Wonder bread with the butter, a little bit of maybe melted if you're really lucky, and then you sprinkle the mix on it and you eat that shit like it's the like a birthday cake. It's so good. Yeah, and, if, and if you get the glaze where, where it's just perfectly glazed, you know, one day, maybe we'll get one of those fire ones and you can, you know, <laughs> like a torch. Yeah. <laughs> <truck.
1: laughs>
2: can we do
3: the sandwich
2: advocate episode? Like, like, we can that- definitely
0: do a okay. sandwich. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, that was good. <laughs>
1: you get you get me a French dip and then I'm, I'll, I'm, French I, I'm, I'm going after you.
0: The dip uh, versus Cuban.
3: I can't I can't I can't be in that episode I can't I deconstruct all of my sandwiches uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious oh my really huh <laughs> well except for peanut butter but <laughs> yeah um so tiara <laughs> yes w-
1: do you have anything that you'd like to plug
3: uh well uh we've got the boondocks podcast we've got how are you now podcast um they're all and this one are all found at uh the PodScare network and PodScare podcast is also on that and uh, other than that, um, my entire life is great as grad school and getting ready to move. So, All right, <laughs> well, yeah,
1: Demond, Do you want to, you want to do a little cleanup there? Play play some cleanup. Uh, is there music coming or just talking? <laughs> uh, just, that,
0: that, that, just, just talking right now. Okay. There, just... w-
1: there will be music coming, but it's just talking right now.
0: All right. Love, love. Well, put it in post anyway. <laughs> Tune in next time as we dispute the best secret agent on film with advocates Nikki Horrock from Crispy Pickles Podcast and co-host of the Produce Stand Podcast, Squirrely Matt. So, until next time, I'm Damon. I'm Dean. And remember, everything, everything is, is disputed. disputed.
1: Thanks again for joining us. And we'd also like to thank our guests. We would also like to thank those who make the music that make our show so great. We have Hard Fight by Tajirajis, Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris, Fight Makes Right by Atake, and This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. You can find them all on freemusicarchive.org. Also, you can find us and all of our information on disputedpod.com links.